and welcome back to the Barely Bookish Podcast. Today we are talking about Interview with a Vampire with Candace. Hi. Hello. Thank you for joining me. As if I'm so we happy didn't to just back. like talk for an hour before this. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. No big deal. <laughs> Casual. It's cut for listeners. It's fine. <laughs> I am getting very into vampire books again. So yeah. So yeah, this, so this has done that vampires. to me. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. And there's like a bunch of good vampire content coming out. Like mm-hmm. Vampire Academy. Uh, yeah. The TV show is just came out again. Because you know how like, they did that old t- TV show? that like I remember the movie came out and it was very bad. And movie. I did not continue after that. It might have been a movie. I don't know. I thought it was. I don't, it could have been a movie. I don't remember. No, you're right. Yeah. It was a movie. There was not a previous TV show. There was a movie. Yeah, and then it like didn't get funded for a second movie, yeah. but they yeah. came out with a TV show recently, and I think Ooh. it's on like Peacock, Paramount, okay. one of the streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. I don't know, and I don't know. It looks good. I haven't seen it yet. I just I follow Penguin on TikTok, and they keep mm-hmm. hyping it. And you know, I think I need it in my life. I need to go into my middle school vampire phase again. I think there's nothing wrong with that, honestly. Um... My 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 young vampire experience started with uh, L.J. Smith and the Vampire Diaries, mm. and um, I remember reading those books when I was like far too young to be able to read them because I used to I went through goosebumps when I was in like second grade and I was like I need more complicated stories in this like mm-hmm. I was just a very voracious reader and I went to um, like Walden Books or something <laughs> and I was like what is there oh there's grown up R.L. Stein Fear Street that seems fine I guess I don't really care about slashers. And then I like my eyes kind of like fell on L.J. Smith's Vampire Diaries. And I was like, yes, what are you? But then they made the show and I was like, this is not the book. Why isn't this the book? This is supposed to be like better. It's not like the book. I'm having a hard time with this. I'm not going to watch it. But my mom like my mom really likes it. So like she filled me in on how the show went because I just I was biased. I was I was doing my the whole the book was better thing. So I couldn't get into it. (laughs) I like the show. I have not read the book, though. There's a lot of uh, huge departures. Um, mm. And like, I'm not really that person that's like, this isn't how this person's supposed to look. This character's supposed to have red hair. Like, I don't, like, I'm not really super jazzed about stuff like that, especially like, like as a black person, like I love seeing BIPOC people added to casts because like, if I could have changed anything about the book, it would have been to have more BIPOC characters in the book. So like, mm-hmm. that always kind of makes me happy to see usually anyway, let's not go off on a tangent um (laughs) but uh in the show there was just a lot of like like the vibe was different like the character of elena is is more um kind of introspective she's less like outspoken like in the in the series she's kind of presented like she has like a lot of agency and stuff like that but like Mm -hmm. in the book it's like this very romantic like bella and edward style like slow burn romance where like you know like very like Belle and the Beast, like is there something mm. more? You know, very like, you know, that kind of mushy stuff. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know why, but it was very captivating to me that this like, this like, no, you can't have me. I am a vampire. I'm a che- I'm a creature of the night. No, you can't be with me. Don't waste your young life. And mm-hmm. she's like, but I love you. Like for some reason, that would just like really jazz me up as a kid. <laughs> just like I was like, you can't have each other. Like it was so much drama. Mm-hmm. Um. And I recognize Vampire Diaries, the show, has a healthy dose of drama, just not the same kind of drama. 
I might try it. Now that it's not a thing anymore and people aren't talking to me about it a lot, maybe I'll like it. There is like 15 spinoffs, so you really can get fully yeah. into the universe. I Okay, I watched Vampire Diaries in high school. That was, uh, not high school, in college. That was my, okay, everybody's already seen it. I need a binge show. All of it's already out. Let's go. So I binged the living daylights out of that. Then I saw the originals and I was like, cool. I like this family. Not like they're toxic, mm-hmm. but like, why are they all hot? Let's right. watch it. You know, <laughs> spicy. Love it. Then the daughter got this like boarding school spinoff show. And I was like, you know what? Things can't get worse from here. Let's just watch it. And I watched it and I was like, girl. Like the, what is that, it's legacies? Very, yeah. It's uh-huh. like Monsters of the Week, but like I'm just the chosen one and I can't have friends, even though we totally were all raised together. I can't yeah. have friends. And it's like, girl. <laughs> she's like, I don't know. I'm just so different. Just like very pick me energy. And I'm like, chill. Listen, Chill. we already did that in 1997 when Buffy the Vampire Slayer came out, all right? We already did the, I'm not supposed to have friends. I'm the chosen one. Literally yeah. the same story. Literally. <laughs> it's like they're trying to rip off Buffy and also X-Men at the same time. And things are just not going well. No. And like also the budget has been so drastically reduced for it. Mm-hmm. So like there's a gargoyle on like episode four. And it literally looks like there's probably if he turns around like a zipper in the back like no yeah yeah it's it's real bad like no cgi yeah like the funding's just out the window Uh, and i'm like yeah i would like like the guy that plays alaric yeah yeah right i think that's his name i think um he is still in it and i'm like what at this point what are they paying you like could you just not find another role and you're like yeah i guess like i need food on the table for my family like you know <laughs> like is it minimum wage because it feels like it's gotta be <laughs> listen he's just out here trying to make a living yeah That's i it. i respect the hustle um he's probably gonna be the highest paid actor on there because he's yeah. from like the og yeah but find anything else at this point because yeah. it can't be good like oh, if the budget for like the actual show is not good i can only yep. assume your pay budget is terrible or maybe they took the cgi budget and gave it to him i don't know <laughs> he's Probably truly that. yeah he's truly holding the show together like the only good thing on that show not saying much though i'm interested in this new uh interview with the vampire on amc I've got a lot of questions. I'm, my we mind is open. I'm interested it. in watching it. Yes. Yes. Okay. We can definitely watch it. We should absolutely watch the movie at the end of this because already like I'm like reading the book and I'm I'm forgetting like I've read this book probably 10 times in my life because mm-hmm. I was obsessed um, for some time. And the rule in my house when I was a kid was you're not allowed to watch a rated R movie unless there is a book version and you read it from cover to cover and pass a test. Mm-hmm. Um which honestly, like if anybody and if any of your listeners out there are like wondering how to raise my children, it will keep your kids out of trouble and it will encourage them to read. So um, definitely feel free to take that page if you want. Yeah, I like that. Um, so like I was in fourth grade, I think, and my mom like saw the size of the text because like it's got real small print in the mass market paperback. And my mom was like, she's never going to read this. 
Like they are never going to complete this book. I have nothing mm-hmm. to fear, but I did because I had a lot of time on my hands because I was in fourth grade and there's nothing to do. So <laughs> I finished the book and she like gave me like a little quiz. Like she like looked up like, you know, college, like, you know, coursework or whatever. And was like, what can I, what kind of questions can I ask about this book? And then she mm-hmm. read it and came up with a little thing and like, I passed it and she was like, okay, I guess I have to let you watch this now. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> we love follow and- through. <laughs> Yeah, she did. Like there was a lot of eye covering the first time. Um, but then I went to my my dad's house and he wanted to be the cool dad. So I got to watch it with no eye covering and that was great. Um, but I forgot, like it's been it's been years since I've read it. I read it, you know, like back to back to back for a long time from like fourth grade until college, really, just like over and over. Mm-hmm. And then uh took a pause. But like reading it, like rereading it now to talk to you has been really wild because I didn't realize how how much I've been relying on my memories of the movie when i think about Mm. the book because like the movie the screenplay is written by anne rice so like she was super involved in the making of the movie and everything she hand selected Mm. tom cruise's stat and all that um so like she was very very involved but like it did so so in my mind the two are inextricably linked but there are there's so many there's vast difference between the movie and Mm -hmm. the book like vast differences um and I had a really great time kind of revisiting these words and like revisiting like her style of writing as well is something that like I very much forgot about. Um, mm-hmm. I hope she rests in peace, but cheers to her for like, I don't know if you've noticed AMC has this like whole rice, rice they're trying to oh. make. They have the Mayfair, which is coming out soon. So the witching hour by Anne Rice, like that's their next TV show that they're making. And that whole series, I think it's the witching hour, Lasher and Taltos. And, like, in the trailer for the Mayfair Witches, it looks like they're going to try and, like, bring those other, like, books in to the circle. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm wondering if after this interview with the vampire is over, if we're going to get the vampire list stat and they're going to do the whole, like, vampire chronicles or if it's just a one-off. That could be fun. I don't know. I'm very excited to talk to you about it, though, because it was one of my favorite books for a very long time. And I guess still is. I'm having a nice time. (laughs) I Okay, so, uh, you know, my thing canonically is that I don't, know a single thing about the book besides the title and the author um that still stands true i've somehow missed all of the media um about this book so i didn't know anything going into it which i think is very clear uh when you're looking at my notes um because (laughs) your notes are really cute though thank you (laughs) i you can get them for one dollar on patreon just a fun little plug right there okay Yeah, Um, you should definitely get them. They are deeply entertaining. (laughs) Because, okay, so we'll just jump right into my notes. So we're going to discuss part one on this episode. My very first note is, oh, wow, a boy is actually interviewing a vampire. I don't know why, but I did not think that was going to be the case. Like, I thought it was, like, I didn't know what this book was, but I was like, there's no way. Like, maybe, maybe all the vampires have, like, a little talk show. Maybe... Mm -hmm. I okay. I did not think mortal boy interviewing vampire was going to be what was happening. <laughs> Don't know why. I didn't really have a reason. Um, but yeah. Also, another thing. I was surprised that the boy seems to think that like I and I don't think he really comes out and says this, but it seems mm-hmm. that the boy does not believe that um, our main man is a vampire. Like no. he seems to think that. He thinks he's a vampire. Yeah. He, well, you saw how they met. Like the boy was in a bar. Like, and it's funny because mm-hmm. it's such a throwaway line. Like they, like mm-hmm. she barely like mentions it, right? 
like it's like this very brief line of dialogue where the boy is just like he he basically says like he met louis in a bar and louis was like i guess louis overheard him saying he like he likes to report on stories like you know to take people's stories and listen to them and hear them and record them and that's what made Louis contact him and say, hey, like, I want to talk to you. So, like, it was like a it was like happenstance, too. It wasn't even like the boy was like looking for a vampire or something like that. Like most of the time in, you know, supernatural stories, there's an element of searching, right? Like mm-hmm. of like, you know, stumbling upon something unusual, you know, as a person, right? Like Frankenstein's monster when he's like out in the wild and he like meets individuals and humans and stuff, right? There's definitely a search component of it where they're hunting him down. And then there's a part of it where he just kind of just humbly happens upon somebody. Oh, look, a child. And then like has an, has an encounter. But this Mm -hmm. is like, boy is in a bar shooting the shit, talking to people. Vampire is in bar for whatever reason, mysteriously. (laughs) overhears this and is like you want to talk to me i'm a vampire boy goes you're not a vampire and then that's how this all comes like like so like it's 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 such happenstance i find that very intriguing i didn't really remember that part so i get it must have been the serious throwaway line because i oh yeah didn't even write it down yep but i kind of love that that's how they met actually also um you pronouncing his name Louis, uh, and me in my head pronouncing it Louis this entire time, um, <laughs> or Luis. I was not sure, um, but apparently both are wrong. Um, that's a fun moment for me. This is but, why I should it's listen because to the audio It's because he's French, so that's why he's Louis. That makes sense. He's a Frenchman. Yeah, that does make a lot of sense. But um, I, but li- listen, you're. Not- if it makes you feel any better, mm-hmm. I thought, no lie, that Hermione Granger's name for a very long time was Hermoyne. For far too you long. Know, longer than I'd like to admit, really. <laughs> Until, like, I saw the first movie and it took mm-hmm. a very long time for the movie to get there compared to when I started reading the books. I just was going around telling people, you know who I really like? That Hermoyne. She's pretty good. <laughs> so don't don't be embarrassed honestly i predominantly listen to audiobooks i usually listen while i'm like walking or working out or whatever Mm -hmm. i'm doing um and so i listened to a court of thorns and roses all through audiobook and then like saw how they spelled the names i'm like wait a minute you're saying feyra feyra has an e at the end no a no (laughs) Fairy? No. Pharrell? No. Or Resand is like pronounced like that. And then it looks like hot garbage. You just like dropped your keyboard for a second and you're like, yeah, here you go. That's a name. I was like, no, what? What are we what are we doing here? What's happening right now? Insane. Absolutely insane. So yeah, I don't have a great track record for names. I should just always listen to the audiobook and then take my notes via that but then like you're gonna be reading my notes like who is this guy because i wouldn't if i said if you said his name's louis i would be like l-o-o dash e until i figured out how it was spelled because i just phonetically write everything because i don't know how to spell anything so i don't know my notes might get more fun if i start only listening to audiobooks 
I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like, the fact that we're even having this conversation is deeply tickling me. So it was worth it, in my opinion. <laughs> Beautiful. Excellent. Um, so we get to um, hear more about... We, we get the general interview set up. Age. Okay, got turned into a vampire in 1791. You know, if someone if I'm interviewing someone and they told me that, I'd be like, okay. okay. Right, sure. No one got just turned like last Tuesday, you know? They're like, yeah, I've seen the fall of civilizations. Okay, I'd be like, yeah, oh, all right, all right. No one's gonna mm-hmm. be like, I, I turned into a vampire on Friday after drinks with the boys, you know? It sounds like you're very self-important, sir. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Oh, do you want to be special? Okay. Yeah, I drove my Mercedes Benz out last week, and uh, like that's the energy I give. Someone's like, "Yeah, I was a <laughs> vampire in the seventies. Oh, by the seventies, I mean seventeen hundred seventy. You know? Yeah, outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we get the family talk. Um, we find out that Louis's younger brother was super religious, mm-hmm. um, that he was starting to get visions, and this vision told him that he, they needed to sell all of their property yep. and go to France so that uh, the younger brother could be a religious leader. And our main man, Louis, was like, you are insane. That's a step <laughs> too far. He's like, I am a man of property, Okay. I take my Mercedes Benz out on the weekends. Like, yo, literally was like, like, he was a bit much. (laughs) Literally (laughs) was like, you're a bit much. And I need you to like, you're at like a 12 and I need you at a two, homie. Like, I need Mm -hmm. you to take it down a notch. Like, I love that he at least admits that it's ego. He's like, like, no way is this happening in my time. Right. Sure. Mm -hmm. Saints exist. I'm Catholic. I believe in all that. All that ho ho and nonsense. Right. I believe in all that trash. However, mm-hmm. comma, my brother is a regular ass dude. Okay. Mm-hmm. He, he obviously is crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> so you believe in an entire religion of saints, but your brother can't possibly see Jesus. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that, sir. That's what yeah. we're dealing with current times. <laughs> Listen, if someone came up to me and they said, I think I'm the next religious leader, I'd be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Please take a step <laughs> or two away from me. A little more. Yeah. <laughs> Back up. like i actually had that happen to me once i was just sitting in a public park and this man just walked up to me and was like um i got a dream last night that i had a message from god that he's coming no. back and i was like what no thank and he you goes, he's like do you mind if i talk to you about it i'm like i uh don't want you to speak to me i am done with this conversation please leave <laughs> and like please you know <laughs> and there's like a small part of me that like i you know pretty open to like most religions but if i find out at the end of the world after i die and i'm waiting to get into the whenever afterlife is there and they're like yeah you turned away our god right there i'm gonna be like you know what i don't even want to be involved send me elsewhere that's fine like (laughs) i feel that at that point it is what it is i i'll be a little annoyed because like he came on very strong um And, you know, if you're trying to convert people, maybe tone it down. Back it up. Yeah. Totally yeah. agree. Totally Let agree. Let me just like, know you first. <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't, like, I don't know you. 
Um, you are getting at me at a time when I was not expecting to speak to anyone, let alone someone telling me that they are the second coming of someone. Um, yeah. If you can just maybe tone it down a bit, I think yeah. that would make me feel more comfortable in my life. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I get nervous when like anyone approaches me. This guy one day was like, can I give you this book? And he had the uh, Bhagavad Gita. And I was like, oh, I've wanted to read that. You know, I, I like texts. I enjoy books. Like, please, like, I would love that. And mm-hmm. so he like hands me the book and like holds my hand over like my like, like my hands on the book, his hands on the book because he's handing it over to me and then puts his other hand on my hand. And I was like, well, this is how you die. it's like this is the end does anyone know you're here right now did you tell anyone you were going to the grocery store you didn't yeah what a dummy (laughs) clearly i'm fine i'm still here Um, i ended up giving those books to somebody else because he like gave me three of them and was like pass them on to people that you think would be receptive and then basically Mm. like gave me one of those like if you don't you'll die in three days kind of things but he was yeah. just like you don't want bad luck you want the gods to be on your side and like i drove back from the grocery store like what am i gonna do <laughs> so i just like went to work and like anonymously left them on people's desks and vanished and faded into the night because i was Moaned. i was just very freaked out the whole thing was just so i get it i feel louis i feel where he's coming from um yeah, but then the brother also has the worst reaction being like, hey, tone it down for a second. The brother's like, you know, um, I'm going to actually commit the unalive. And I'm like, oh, that's a choice. I feel like the unalive, like, that's, that is something that I find so compelling, too, is that yeah. the self-unlife ends up being very... Um, like, people say that they that he was just standing there and that mm-hmm. something pushed him down the stairs, like some ghostly apparition, right, ended mm-hmm. his life. And in my head, I was like, so is that just like old timey superstition? Or mm-hmm. like, are they saying like, legitimately, like, is it old timey superstition and this person just did yeah. this to themselves? Or is it inferred that there might have been a third party? Well, I was trying to figure out, I was like, does that mean Lestat just walked in? run over pushed him out ran back like that's what i think happened i don't that's because he's like the stat was trying to get this property sold sold to himself so like was he involved in this or i 110 like, percent believe yes okay and like like the 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 when 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 later on in the book and we'll get there but like later on in the book when louis makes an appearance to a certain person right there's mm-hmm. somebody that he goes to see it very much gives me the same vibes of mm-hmm. the brother hearing things and seeing things and having visions, right? I'm like, okay, so maybe this is this just the same trick used in two different places, right? Like, this is just... I, 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 I agree with you. I think that there's definitely a chance that it was Lestat that killed Louis' brother, okay. for sure. For sure. Yeah, I was like, I don't know if this is, like, not... Like, if this is, like, subtle contact, like, subtle hinting, or... Mm-hmm. Like, in the movie, are we just going to see, like, slow down Lestat just be like, push? So, <laughs> the know? movie is very different. Oh, okay. His brother is not in the movie at all. Oh. Awesome. Yeah. Okay with that. Yeah, me too. What's... There's there's a mention, because they have to, like, explain why Louis is all shitty. Because he's still shitty. Like, you know how he's all, like, wandering the streets, and he's like, I want to die. So, like, you know there's elements of that still that you'll see but like 
no no religious subtext in the movie with the brother okay thankfully so you don't want to cast somebody for like their five minutes of airtime, pay them a million dollars you know like i get it like i'm cool with it <laughs> um but yeah louis not doing great after this no. and so yeah he just kind of runs into the stat and like randomly seemingly gets completely drained of almost all of his blood mm-hmm. random and, in quotation marks yeah random <laughs> <laughs> who knows how it happened yeah the stat's just like sitting there watching his like wristwatch and he's like mm-hmm. hmm. all right well i pushed the brother out 10 seconds ago so should be coming down the stairs any moment you know like <laughs> gonna round back circle back <laughs> just waiting at the front door like come on let's go like i got things to do today i'm cool look at me i'm so luminous and beautiful you can trust me i'm like no dude don't trust him yeah and then so i love that we kind of like jump around a lot like yeah because it is an interview thing and all this technically happened in the past well Mm -hmm. like all right so then i groveled for a while anyways moving past that then I saw this priest and he's like, so I talked to the priest and I told him everything that happened. And the priest was like, Hey, your brother was probably possessed, uh, possessed by the devil and therefore lying. And this, uh, Luis was like, listen, Louis was like, listen, there's one, I can make fun of my brother, mm-hmm. but if you say he's possessed by the devil, How that's a step you. too far. And then he too drains far. the piece of blood. And I'm like, you know what? Cool. <laughs> i'm okay with that you know fine by me actually good I can't believe, energy like, he would just like roll up on him and be like so your brother was a sinner like <laughs> i don't know anything about him but i know yeah. that he must have not been correct because why your shitty brother randomly would have been so unremarkable and for some reason god talked to him i call bullshit like okay father whatever your name is how yeah. dare you like how dare how dare really trash really trash like who says that about somebody's loved one though like like who has like yeah. the ovaries to be like let me tell you a little something about your deceased person you're really worried and concerned that they're burning in hell somewhere i'm here to tell you they are like what yeah <laughs> it's like anytime have you seen those like when people talk about how they were at the funeral for um someone that like uh you know, unalive themselves. And they like are at this funeral and someone's like, Yeah, well, they are in hell anyways. And you're like, Whoa, there's hey. a time and a place for you to Not put the your time. viewpoints out there. Yeah. Like Nobody asked for your notes, dude. Literally. <laughs> I just can't imagine just having the like I don't even know, like just being able to like willfully put my viewpoint out there like that. Like yeah well i mean especially at that time i would never say that even if i believed in it right which like i i don't think i believe that that's true um i was raised catholic Mm -hmm. so like the church tells you that that's true but in my head i'm just like i don't think anybody is gonna go to hell because they were in a lot of pain and mental anguish and like couldn't deal with the world around them and didn't have like the support system to overcome this problem like i'm not gonna be like let me be scornful of that person that suffered right like it's such an extreme thing to do like you know that in order to do it like you have to be in a bad place so like it's not for me to fucking judge it's not for me to say 
but like even if i did believe that like people need peace like they deserve peace and comfort when they have lost someone like they're already upset Mm -hmm. so like there's literally no reason to say that other than someone's like own vanity like other than their own like their own like sense of like righteousness like self-righteousness have you seen midnight max Mm -mm. okay so if you're trying to consume some vampire content uh i highly recommend it it is by mike flanagan um who did uh the house on haunted hill or the haunting of hill house and um the tale of bly manor on netflix if you haven't seen those either highly recommend i gotta read um, the book for hill house first so this is like a very loose retelling of hill house mm-hmm. um it's more about like a f- like it's less about like like the original hill house has a different flavor to it this is more specifically about like one family and their experience with this house um okay. but like in my opinion, like, so there's a, there's a, the third in the series, um, that Mike Flanagan did, uh, he actually just came out with, uh, Midnight Mass, I mean, uh, The Midnight Club, which is his newest series, um, that's based off of some YA books, um, but Midnight Mass is, like, about this small town, um, like, a small coastal New England town, and, um, what happens when, like, weird shit starts happening, and there's, like, some vampire-y kind of overtones to it, Mm -hmm. um, and I bring it up because, like, it's all about the intersection between, like, faith, like, what faith means and what mm-hmm. faith encourages people to believe and what people can't believe despite having faith, right? And, like, the kind of, like, imbalance there. And I feel like that theme is very much prevalent in this, like, first section of Interview of the Vampire of, like, what does it mean to have faith? Like, what does it mean to believe? And mm-hmm. what does it mean to kind of, like, carry that understanding that you have through your faith when confronted with something that does not jive? with what Mm -hmm. you understand reality to be right and how we like accept and understand those things um and i i I very much like see a very like huge parallel in that because it's like people don't want to believe that like in the face of something like this louis has to go okay so i'm regular and my brother was exalted right that's hard Mm -hmm. that's difficult for someone's ego then you've Mm -hmm. got well, I know my brother and he's not that big of a deal, right? <laughs> so then you've got yeah. like that shitty like familial like sibling rivalry thing. But then to have mm-hmm. someone of the cloth tell you that, like, so how many how many saints have you burned because you didn't believe that they were extraordinary? Should we have like five times the number of saints we actually have, but they were burned yeah. as witches? Like what? You know what I mean? Like it, it it's, it's something that really made, it gave me a lot of pause when I read that. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> for a second. Yeah. Right. Yikes yeah i honestly just i love the moment too it's like i can talk trash about my siblings but the second that you say something <laughs> like no yeah i love, love that, that. <laughs> it's very it's very it's like one of the few times that people actually get siblings right in a mm-hmm. book you know yep because very yep. on brand absolutely um, so we do find out, though, that Lestat wants the plantation. Um, I do really like that Anne Rice does not sh- shy away, like, doesn't seem to, like, glorify it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there's a big thing with, like, writers trying to, like, write historical fiction where they'll be like, oh, but my my character, like, didn't have, uh, like, enslaved people. Like, my mm-hmm. character was a white man who just you know, went about his business and tried to free everybody. And you're like, yeah, okay. 
Sure mm-hmm. he did. <laughs> yeah, sure he did. I'm totally sure that he did do that. And you said, oh, that he also is, uh, you know, paying his people a living wage and yeah. uh, uh, is a business owner. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm totally Absolutely. sure that you were the different guy. Yeah. Tell me, did you face did you face any uh, exigent circumstances from your fellow plantation owners in doing that? No. Yeah. Oh, no. that's oh. that's unusual. So no one had a problem with the fact that you were against the status quo. All yeah, right. everybody was sure. Cool, but okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I also I feel like that, I feel like there's moments where like it gets so, and I, and I recognize. I mean, this book is is old. Like it was not. Mm-hmm. It's not a new book. It is older than I am. How old is this? Nineteen seventy six. Mm-hmm. So this book is what, like almost 40 or almost 50, right? Yeah. I don't know. Math. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so like <laughs> this book is, is, is not a young book, um, mm-hmm. but it's still relatively progressive in that, like in that depiction. Mm-hmm. There are definitely some ways that she words things in this book throughout, yeah. not just with slavery, but the way she words some things that get real dicey. At points, mm-hmm. um, and I'm sure we will talk about that as we continue because there are some real like hmm? <laughs> moments. Yeah, I got mm-hmm. a couple of things that are already in my notes for this part yeah. where I'm like, Ooh. yeah, yeah, <laughs> maybe not the best uh, best way to say it, but um, yeah. but I but I definitely appreciate the fact that she doesn't shy away from that, and like I like too that rather than shying away from it and like making her character like you know absolved like making louis absolved from it and then making lestat just out to be this like terrible bad guy Mm -hmm. instead it's lestat is okay with the way things are and louis Mm -hmm. is indifferent yeah which like i also like that she kind of explores too that she has louis kind of take responsibility he does take accountability and he's like i shouldn't Mm -hmm. have been different like i shouldn't have second guessed that i had people working for me i should have been less afraid of them because of the way that yeah. they look because they were different than me like there's a lesson to be learned and he mm-hmm. learns it and i think that that's also yeah. very important because like the book isn't about slavery it's about someone who owns slaves and because of that like you can't leave out that part of the story because it, infor- mm-hmm. it informs who he is and why he has the money he has you know and like why he's yeah. in a position to have us tell the story right so mm-hmm. yeah i totally agree with that yeah i really i like how this was handled Mm -hmm. it's like you basically have two options you either make yourself a new vampire or you have to figure out a way to handle this historical like this very important historical time period in like a proper and caring way so it's like i don't know my other thing is i hate when they gloss over it and they're like yeah so my uh, my vampire has been around since 500 a.d um let's talk about the roman empire and you're like <laughs> yeah we can talk about the roman empire can mm-hmm. we also talk about it? and they're like oh he wasn't in america at that point because it was only like, in america like yeah it just kind of it <laughs> did happen universally <laughs> you know and they're like oh you know and they like make it like some sort of extenuating circumstances about how they totally weren't around you know and they're mm-hmm. like oh he was like asleep he took a little nap or something <laughs> hibernating just, you know as vampires do as vampires okay. do sure um yeah those were the years he was in the wilderness fighting himself <laughs> yeah yeah more often than not that's exactly what you get like i one of the things too like that the new amc series uh that we can definitely and should definitely watch at the end of this mm-hmm. um 
one of the reasons that there's controversy is because they decide to update the story, right? So instead of setting the story in the late 1700s, which is when this takes place, like the flashbacks anyway, take place in the late, late 1700s, mm-hmm. they bump it up to like, I want to say it's probably the early 1900s, like 1910 okay. or something like that. Like it's like like the dawn of the millennium or something like that. Uh, the dawn of a new millennium. And the actor who plays Grey Worm in uh, Game of Thrones is Louis. So he's black. And people okay. are obviously very upset about that for whatever stupid reason um but what i like is that they do kind of update it right they like flash it forward so that they can avoid because the first thing i thought was louis is a as a slave owner he has a plantation like please do not tell me that you were going to still make the same exact story and you're just gonna yeah. swap him in because <laughs> i would really have a hard time with that so if we can yeah. maybe stay away from that that would be great um and they do they like totally sidestep it so now i'm like okay so there's a whole new story Mm-hmm. that we can t- that we can kind of glean from this new series like i'm sure all the i'm sure all the baselines are there but the core of who louis is has been kind of turned on its ear a little bit and that kind of mm-hmm. excites me to see yeah mm-hmm. i kind of like reimaginings i think they're fun so i'm excited yeah, yeah. that'll be fun to explore big same okay so then we get uh louis and the stats uh what i'm gonna call their reign of terror um yeah yeah, so they drain the overseer of blood for unknown reasons basically i'm not gonna argue overseers were trash people so yeah 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 (laughs) it's fine if they had to pick somebody you know like whatever yeah there are worse choices to make (laughs) yeah it's just like i mean all i'm saying is i don't know if i would if you know why he's going after his own people when there's Mm plenty other people around but you know if you had to pick somebody yeah you had to pick somebody questions like they gave a black man that was enslaved his job and his house and his wife and kids got to like move into this nicer house i was like i mean could have been worse yeah (laughs) could have been okay with it upward mobility it's fine yeah it's fine (laughs) hire within (laughs) yes yes promote with both that's it (laughs) that's it i was i was actually kind of impressed um not by Lestat though by Louis. Lestat is yeah honestly Trash. quite terrible yeah 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 <laughs> so um oh I was starting to really get the vibe though uh for a minute I thought Louis was by I thought him and Lestat were going to uh sleep together that is where I thought the story was going I thought we mm-hmm. were gonna get some very good queer energy um no i have been denied so far in part one <laughs> that's and just then he because like... Lestat is trash like if he wasn't okay. trash like i think louis is by and i think louis does throw down some queer energy because like yeah. when he's talking about Lestat, he talks a long time about how fine this man is and yeah. um that's very gay so <laughs> i was like most most dudes are like yeah he's a good looking guy i i could tell yeah. that man is is attractive but Louis is like his skin. I'm like, oh, okay. Cool. He's like his voice yeah. is so charming and hypnotic, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah. Well, let's, Real uh, Louis, I gotta tell you, you know what they call that? Gay. <laughs> yep. Very, very, very gay. And that's okay, <laughs> homie. I'm here for it. It's, I'm here yeah. for it. I love that for you. Please keep doing your thing because I'm enjoying it. Um, when they but yeah, but then, but then he's like, I just fucking hate this dude. I thought sharing a coffin was an innuendo. Okay. I was like, oh, yeah. 
No, every Share second Louis is like, I need to get away from this motherfucker. He's horrible. Can someone yeah. please get me out of here? He is the worst. I totally forgot. Like that that was one surprise coming back to this that I completely <laughs> forgot was how he just cannot stand Lestat. Like from jump. Like five minutes in, he's like, Why did I do this? Yeah. Yeah, he goes from being like, Oh, this guy's pretty hot to being like, Ugh. Like Yeah. He's like the second Trash this guy speaks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the opposite of a butterface that's what it's like yeah mm-hmm. yeah oh it's so funny um and then the stat says he needs to go outside and poop which makes me laugh but then i was like oh my god they don't have plumbing no yeah and he's got to go get like all of his death stuff out because like we all poop ourselves when we die apparently which i'm glad that we're dead so we don't have to like think about it but it's yeah. rough to read about that i do <laughs> like that that's included though that they're yeah. like yeah He's like, otherwise you're going to poop in the coffin. And like, I'm not getting another one. I'm not doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Like so casual about the poop. I was like, hmm, respect. Good five. Yeah. It makes me wonder how many times Lestat's done this, though. I agree. He didn't seem surprised. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Lestat is trying to talk business. He's like, so, you know, I'm going to take over your plantation. And Louis is like freaking out like he's like actively having a panic attack like in the corner he's like i'm yep. dying i'm dying and the stats like yeah but you're gonna like come back to life it's fine anyways so sign here and here and here and louis like <gasps> like paper bag <laughs> breathing you know i'm uh, glad that he kept out. his wits about him enough though so he like didn't sign over all his property can you imagine the mm-hmm. nightmare especially because like it's not even like lestat is alone i forgot his dad is there the whole time oh yeah <laughs> Like, his old man dad is like, I'm so dead. (laughs) I'm dying. And Lestat's like, I want nothing to do with you. I am just doing you a favor because it's the 1700s and I'm supposed to be respectful. So I'm allowing you to live in this mansion that I'm living in and I will sort of take care of you, I guess, if I have to. Oh, there's no one else? Fine. I guess I'm taking care of you. And Louis is like, like, can you just be nice to him for five minutes? And he's like, no. (laughs) Like me? Nah. Nice try. Horrible. Horrible Literally person. a terrible person. <laughs> um, and then Lestat's basically like, okay, here's the rundown. Crosses don't work. Stakes don't work. Okay. Anyways, that's all you need to know about being a vampire. <laughs> and then he's like, all right, chill out. Get in the coffin. We're going to bed. <laughs> Louis like, and then like, then the, the boy is like, wait, they don't? <laughs> like, yeah. the second the boy was like, wait a minute. In my head, I'm like, I just imagine the boy like sitting at his desk, like noting the pain in his like right butt cheek because there's a gigantic wooden stake in it and a cross in like the other back pocket. And he's just sitting there like, no, doesn't work. No, doesn't work. Oh, (laughs) what am I going to do? Yeah. He's like, I'm just going to, you know, don't mind me. I just carry these everywhere. I'm going to just set them on the ground here, though. It's normal. It's normal. Don't look. Um. So the coffin is a single individual person sized. So when they go to stay on it, uh, Louis has to lay on top of Lestat. And I'm like, again, ooh. But yeah. um, I was once again denied. <laughs> so this is where we really get into uh, Louis not being remotely interested in Lestat. Big roast hours. He's like, yeah. Oh, Big time. <laughs> and then... Um, He's like, yeah, nope, I don't like him. He rushed through things. He's a terrible trainer. It's like, you know when you start a job and you're like, 
your boss was like, here, this person's going to train you. And they like don't have time for it. <laughs> and they're just like, I have like 15 projects I need to do. So like, here, fine. Don't you better take notes because I'm only doing it once. And you go, this, this, this button, this one, this one, this button, this one. And it's like, uh, can you do it mm-hmm. a second time? And he's like, no, you know, same energy. <laughs> Very same energy, except yeah. higher stakes. Higher, Much stakes, higher stakes. Pun intended. Murder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then so um we get to Louis' first kill. They decide to go after a runaway group of enslaved people um and i'm like of course you do of mm-hmm. course you do sure because like we can't have nice things no and of course the staff picks it out and he's a terrible person so why wouldn't they pick out a group of you know highly vulnerable people in the middle of the forest like the one thing that i did like though is that it didn't seem like personal it was just like these dudes are here and no one's looking at them we should get them right <laughs> like it was yeah. really that simple it wasn't like they're leaving our plantation how dare they yeah. revenge right it was no one's around here's these four guys go kill that guy and louis like i'm not killing a guy what do, <laughs> what do i look like he's like a vampire louis like no i know but like i'm not killing this guy unless that's like okay i'll kill the guy and then louis yeah. like no i thought the guy wasn't gonna die if i didn't kill the guy unless that's like all the guys are dying whether you kill him or not buddy yeah unless that's like you're like no one's around right. so <laughs> It's not like you're gonna get in trouble. We'll just kill all of them, and then there's no witnesses. NBD man, just get in yeah. there. And Louis like, this is despicable. <laughs> I won't do it. Literally though, oh, it's it's Poor just guy. yeah. They're like in the forest. Like they had a trek all the way to get there, and then he's like, all right, so we're gonna kill these people. Like, how did Louis even find them, or the stab even find them? Unknown. Oh, probably with here his we are. Vampire eyes. Because vampire eyes see all. What can you see with your vampire eyes? Mm -hmm. With your special eyes? What is... Yeah. Oh, so good. (laughs) Um, So then we do get the one thing that will actually kill a vampire. If you continue to feed on someone that's already dead, Mm -hmm. you will die. Yep. Solid choice. Respectable. Um, After killing all the people... The stat then um, brings Louis back so they can like casually play a game of cards. Louis, mm-hmm. however, is having a mental breakdown oh, and yeah. is totally losing it. Big existential crisis. Yeah. Other slaves are noticing. They're like, what's going on here? The stat's yeah. like, be cool, man. Be cool. Louis's like, not cool. Too sad. Yeah. Yeah, all, all the people around the thing are like, wow, it's really suspicious that this guy just, like, moved in, and now he seems to be, like, <laughs> uh, uh, the guy that, like, you know, runs this plantation seems to be having a breakdown all the time. Um, this yep. seems kind of weird. Yep. I love how, like, his sister and his mom, like, Louis' sister and mom are, like, still in the picture, but they're, like, in New Orleans. So, like, they're yeah. away from, like, Pointe du Lac. But, like, mm-hmm. while they're away, like his sister gets married and like comes back to visit him and like whenever he takes business he just takes it from the bed and like makes sure that like all the curtains are closed and like hides like inside of his like four four poster with like the yeah. covers pulled up like like i don't know bob cratchit or something <laughs> like a dickens novel he's like i'm too weak i i must i must take you in here in the darkness and like nobody thinks that's weird like i know by modern standards that would be really messed up right if i like can you imagine like coming to visit me at my house and like you get shown to like a 
like a pitch black room <laughs> with like one candle in it and i'm like in a bed <laughs> and i'm like Rachel, closer. I, I i can't quite hear you like that would be ridiculous but because it's the 1700s that was like normal shit people were like he's just really sickly he's just ill yeah. That's, this is totally normal like what <laughs> same energy as those people that have their zoom camera on but it's pointed at the ceiling yes yes <laughs> big same where you're just like is there is there something i should know no i'm yeah. not allowed to question it it's nosy okay okay just turn it off (laughs) just turn it off it's weird (laughs) i don't want to look at your ceiling fan come on man because you know eventually someone's gonna like make a mistake and that shit's gonna come forward and you're gonna be like oh so you've been nude this whole time on the call (laughs) got it bad that they've been like showering or pooping or something (laughs) do you see that call uh, that news article where that guy was like in a conference and then he like takes his camera not realizing like takes his uh laptop not realizing his camera's on this whole time and he's like pooping on the toilet yes oh my god so that happened to more than one person there was a lady that happened to too somebody sent me like a video that because it was there it was actually it was like a friend of a friend of a friend Uh and they were like this happened at work today and someone sent it to me and the lady was like what like you could see her like trousers down and everything and everyone's like um angela um hey you're your camera um everyone's like trying to tell her and she's just like tra-la-la like on the toilet terrible terrible that's why i if i have to go to the bathroom in a work meeting at all um i just don't bring my computer i just don't care what i miss correct (laughs) that's the only way i think one time i was like you know what i can't miss anything so i Mm -hmm. left my computer on my bed Mm -hmm. and i just like went to the bathroom so that i could still hear it like through the door Mm-hmm. But, like, I just left it in the room, like outside of the bathroom, yeah. and just like turned it up really loud so that I could hear. It's just I've done that with. Recently. I've done that with like class calls, where I just make mm-hmm. it really loud and yeah. leave the room. Because I've had like multiple times where, like, you know, if I'm in a class, they're like all cameras have to be on, and you have to be pe- present the entire time. And I'm like, dude, I have indigestion. What yeah. do you want me to do? Get yeah. a bucket? No no deal with it i'm not gonna stay here the whole time like no weird it's worthless it's worthless just let people live their lives man truly (laughs) um louis also decided to consider himself morally superior to lestat Mm -hmm. he's correct but it's a (laughs) self-reflection okay um and then we also get a moment of Lestat cutting rats' throats open to put it in his wine. Yep. Vibe. Get your vitamins. Yep. Whatever. Um, yeah, but then, like, shit talks it, though, at the same time. Yeah. He's like, this like, is like, very good, but whatever. So you can do this. It gets cold really fast and really clumpy and disgusting because it starts to congeal. But you could do it. And then Louis's like, all right, so animals then? And Lestat's like, no, people, you idiot. I mean, I guess <laughs> animals if you have to. Like, yeah. He's Why like, even bring if, up the animals? He's like, if it's a crisis, I guess if you had to, but ugh, blood snob. That's what it is. Blood Truly. Snob. Um, and then we also get Lestat forcing Louis to sleep in the same room as him over and over mm-hmm. again, yeah, which is very gay. weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gay, but like in an abusive way. Yeah, mm-hmm. like why big bummer 
Like you could just not. Like I don't know. I think part of it is because like he loves Louis. Like mm-hmm. even though he's shitty, like he obviously just like is obsessed with him. But mm-hmm. then at the same time, I think he's like, this one has a little too much piss and vinegar. He might try something in the night. <laughs> and Louis's like, Lestat might try something in the night. Like neither of them <laughs> trust each other. Yeah. You're just like, and can then, you guys break up already? This is too much. Literally. And then Louis's like, you know what? Fuck you, dude. And takes his coffin and drags it down the hall into his brother's old room. And like the imagery in my head of that so good it's so dude good. he so drags funny. it outside to the oratory he yeah. goes outside of the house because like you know how he builds him like the vestibule and stuff he builds him like a little like place where he can like be like at one with god or whatever like in mm-hmm. the in the yard he like builds him like a she shed basically but a god shed right yeah and like it's like made of like the stone and all that stuff and like that's mm-hmm. where he puts it like not even in his brother's old room he's just like fuck it i'm leaving the house i don't even want to be near you and goes like out to so the yard good like so hardcore like he is sending a message i don't think anyone's listening to it but he's sending it yep the message sent delivered received top tier (laughs) i i want to keep going but that is where we have to end for this week's episode on the uh cinematic masterpiece that is louis bringing the coffin all the way outside big time It's okay. We have so much. We have so much more to cover. So much, and like, this is a lot of drama Mm -hmm. in a very short amount of time. And then there's (laughs) just more drama. Like it's just more drama after this. I'm so excited. All right, but Candace, where can all the people of the internet find you doing cool things? So uh, I have been Candace. You can find me online at Candace the Magnificent, pretty much everywhere at that Candace Girl on Twitter um my pronouns are they she and um i am a queer and black ttrpg performer gm i'm also a writer and a musician um, and a variety streamer so if you are interested in legos or video games or ukulele concert covers <laughs> cover concerts um or if you like tabletop role-playing games um please definitely give me a shout um take a look at my stuff if you see something you like and you want to see more of it just hit me up um, but I will be back mm-hmm. to discuss more Interview with the Vampire. And mm-hmm. I love this book. And I love Rachel. Aw, love <laughs> you. Thank you for joining me. And we will all see you next week. Where we're going to talk more about uh, Louis being dramatic. And the stat being a <laughs> terrible person. All right, we'll catch you all in the next chapter. Bye. Bye.